This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. To the book of Ephesians, chapter number 1 and verse 15, in the King James Version of Scripture, we read as such, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints. Now, can I just pause there? This has nothing to do with my sermon. But when I read this originally, I just had a prayer request raise up, rise up rather, within me. I hope when people hear of me, they hear of my faith in the Lord and my love for people. Is there not a greater reputation to have than, oh, she, she has faith in God or he, he loves people. Think about this. Here we find uh, the, the rumor is out, the word is out that there's faith in God and love for the saints. I have, since I've heard this, the scriptures say in verse 16, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. How many of you can stand a little of that? Amen. That ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Here we go. Uh, Get ready to underline underscore verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things, everyone say all things, hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. The church, the church, which is his Body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. This morning, I have a rather unique title. It's just one word. It's a one-word title. And that one word this morning that I want you to just kind of chew on for this week is the word set. Everyone say set. Set. This is not a promotion for the Nest thermostat, by the way. Anybody have one of those just out of curiosity? A Nest thermostat, James? Only one? Man, all right. That went over like a lead balloon. I hope my sermon goes over better than that. I got to tell you all something funny. Uh, One of the elderly ladies of our congregation, she, uh, a sweetheart, I love her to death, and we, we, she has a difficult time physically coming to Calvary and to attend our church services in person. 
So uh, what we do, we, we record our services and we send them to those that cannot physically come to church any longer. <laughs> I called this, this beautiful saint of the Lord yesterday evening. I had my wife in the truck with me and I had her on my speaker phone. Uh, we, were, we were going to attend a fundraiser event last night, a missions fundraiser with our friends, uh, Empty Bucket Ministries. And while driving, I thought, I'm going to call her and check on this, this lady. And, and, and she said, oh, Pastor Tommy, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the sermons. I've, I've, I've just got my newest order of sermons. I really appreciate it. But unfortunately, only one out of the four was good. <laughs> I said, well, it could have been worse. I could have gone zero for four, I guess. And she went, oh, no, no, no. One CD worked. The others did not work properly. I thought, whoo, whoo, whoo. This, this phone call is going to go a little better now. <laughs> Sometimes you just never know what they mean. So I hope this sermon goes a little better than the question about the thermostat. Let's get started this morning. Paul prays in verse 19 of our text. He prays that you and I would understand in verse 19 that we would understand the incredible greatness of his power. He prays that we would know his power. But notice that knowing the power of God is only activated when someone believes in the power of God. In other words, you can't experience the great power of God in your life without believing that his power is available for you. Can I have an amen this morning? So in other words, the God of the universe is sitting ready. He's standing on go, so to speak, ready to pour out his magnificent abundant, life-changing power upon all of us, but we must believe. Yeah. Let me kind of come at it in a different way. The power of God is unavailable to those that choose not to believe, but the power of God is fully available to each and every one of us that will just simply believe. So my first question of the day, are there any believers in this house of worship on this Sunday morning? Come on, somebody. He's got favor. He's got power. He's got restoration. He's got healing. He's got abundance. He's got advancement. He's got elevation. He's got all the good blessings of heaven ready for us if we'll just believe so are there any believers in this house on this Sunday morning? Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord. If we believe. Man, these three words will change your life. Lord, I believe. Man, if you want to get something down in your spirit, if you want to get something down in your gut that would just change Every dynamic of your life, 
Get that little phrase down in your spirit so every single dark hour that you walk through, just say, Lord, I believe. It's as simple as three words. Lord, I believe. Let's practice it. Lord, I believe. Look how easy that was. Lord, I believe. And if our words create our world, the more I speak that, the more I release that, the more my faith will cause that to come to pass if I just practice over and over and over. Lord, I believe. When you come into agreement, when you come into covenant with God, incredible, great things of heaven comes to pass. Because of your agreement, because of your covenant, because of your trust and your belief in God, you will know and experience the greatness of his power. In scripture, we see a gentleman come to Jesus Christ and he asks him, he says, Lord, my little girl's about to die. Will you come with me to my home? Will you come to my house? Pray for my daughter. She's about to die. And the goodness of Jesus Christ responded with, yes, I will come and I will pray for your daughter. And and I will come and see that, that she's made whole. But in the meantime, Jesus gets stopped over and over again. He gets interrupted by who and by what? By people that had needs. And it seemed like every step he would take on his way to this young child's home, it seemed like every step he would get caught and and stopped and interrupted by another person with another need. And it happened so often that Someone came with a message to Jesus and said, there's no point in coming now because you've waited too long. You've missed the opportunity. The child has died. You've you've gotten so sidetracked. You've gotten so caught up with all these other things that you now have broken your word. You now have missed out on what you said you would do. You are too late. And Jesus responds with this negative, this critical, this doubtful response of these people. He responds to them with, don't be afraid. Don't worry. Loosen up. Take a deep breath. Relax. Catch yourself. If you will only believe, this child will live. And Jesus made his way to the home of a dead child. Walked into an environment that was, uh, that was fully clothed with death. And Jesus walked in. And where there was death, there was also someone that believed. And believing in God will always trump 
the worst case scenario. However dark the room might get, however fearful the atmosphere might be, if there's just someone that could reach down deep and say, Lord, I believe, all of a sudden the lights come on in the darkest night and the Lord Jesus prayed for this baby that was dead and this baby came back to life all because someone believed. Now, what am I going to try to preach here this morning? I know that there's someone in this early nine o'clock service that feels like Jesus has gotten sidetracked. Jesus is running late. Jesus is busy messing with everybody else's stuff. Jesus is healing other people. Jesus is restoring other people and he's forgotten about you. But can I tell you something this morning? If you would just turn that fear off, if you'll just turn that doubt off, if you'll reach down deep and find the confidence to say, Lord, I believe, even though the time is not what I thought it should be, even though it doesn't look like I thought it would look, I believe. And if you will just find a way to believe in God, God can walk in to the worst atmosphere and breathe life back into what you thought was dead and gone. Come on, somebody, clap your hands to the Lord. Man, I'm talking about dead dreams can come back to life. Dead goals can come back to life. What you thought was already passed you by and what you thought you had missed your opportunity. That window of opportunity is not closed. It's wide open. If somebody would just believe. Let's say it again. Lord, I believe. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. I believe, God. I believe. I believe. Woo, 1 Chronicles chapter 28 and verse 20. 1 Chronicles 28, 20 tells us, don't be discouraged. Don't get overwhelmed by the task at hand. I know it looks big and I know it's scary. I know it's tough, but don't, 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 get, don't get so stressed out over it because the Lord is with you and he's gonna see that it's completed. When you believe in God, God sees all things come to pass. When you will believe in God, he will go to work on your behalf. Uh, let's think about David for a moment. The bigger the giant in your life, it just means the bigger the victory you'll have. Let's think about some New Testament storms that were brewing in the middle of the sea. The worst of the storm, the bigger of the storm just means the greater of peace. I know that at times we get just flat out overwhelmed by the heaviness of whatever life might be bringing and we get burdened by it. But as I told someone last night that God's burden is light. God's way is light. God's way is ease and stress-free. But you got to get to the point, Courtney, where you say, Lord, I believe. I've been waiting to share this with you for some time now. The book of Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 10 gives us a word that somehow or some way, someone this morning, you had no idea what it was that you needed from God, but this is it. Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 10, get ready. Someone's about to breathe in. You're about to listen. You're about to hear the very word of God for your life. Tell the godly Tell the righteous, tell the godly, here it is, that all 
will be well for you. You will enjoy the rich reward that you have earned. I know it's not flashy. I know it's not cute. But all will be well with you. Woo, somebody just breathe it in this morning. Get a big, get a big swallow. Get a big gulp of all will be well for you. I'm not sure what it is that you're looking at. I'm not sure what storm clouds rolling in your way. I'm not sure what email you've read and what text came to your phone. I don't know what you've walked into, but all will be well with you. Mm, I believe in the timing of God, and I've been sitting on this word for several weeks just looking for my opportunity to preach it, and for some reason, it's, it's today, and for some reason, you're here, and for some reason, it's now at 9.54 a.m. The word of the Lord for you is, it shall be well for you. I know you may have a potential job loss, and I know that there are possibly some financial struggles, and I know that there's possibly a medical problem going on, and I know that there's just a a whole plethora of what-ifs in your life, but it shall be well with you. Write it down. Tweet it. Put it on a sticky note. Put it in the margin of your Bible. However you got to put it on your mirror. However you got to figure this out. The word of the Lord is it shall be well with you. And I know what he's going to whisper in your ear. And I know what your friends are going to tell you. And your cousin's going to tell you. It could be even your spouse may whisper something to you. But God's telling you that it shall be well with you. Mm. Living for God is like setting a thermostat here in our part of the country. We've been thanking God for the rain because we've needed the rain. And now all of us know that there's been people praying for God to stop the rain and all of us know about three months from now we'll be praying for God to send the rain and God's about ready to diagnose us as half crazy because we don't know what we want. But come summertime, come summertime, when it's running about 96 outside, we're going to come in about 5.30 after work. We're going to walk right over to that thermostat, and we're going to turn it down. We're going to set it. We're going to set it to what we feel is right. Just, just check this out for a little bit now, and just let me preach to you for a few minutes. Once you set your thermostat, we're just talking simple stuff that everybody can get. We're not trying to blow anybody's mind, something deep. When you set your thermostat, Brother David, 
You're not, you're not concerned so much with what's going to happen outside. You're setting it because of what you're wanting to happen on the inside. And if you can just hang in there long enough, <laughs> if you'll just hang in there long enough and get past the questions of, I don't think this thing is working. If you can just get past the questions of, I don't believe it's working. Somebody called Brother Jerry Downs. I don't think it's working. This area ain't working. It's 112 degrees outside. Give it some time. Because eventually, give it some time because in due time, everything is going to come into alignment with where you've set it. Now, we're going to make a jump here spiritually. Where have you set your hope and confidence and trust in God? Because wherever you set that, wherever you set your faith, will determine where everything in your world is going to come into alignment at. If your confidence is, well, God may or may not do this for me, well, get ready, you will live a may or may not life in the spirit. But if you set your confidence that God will and God can, everything in your life will eventually catch up and align with where you've set the thermostat of your spiritual life. Are you following what I'm saying? It's going to take some time. If there's ever anything that triggers a fight in my house with my wife and I, it's that thermostat. That girl coming me with a box knife. Did you change it? I, I didn't change anything. Did you change it? I didn't touch it. Back up. I didn't touch it. I promise I didn't touch it. Don't you touch it. I didn't touch it. Why is it so hot in here? Because it's 112 degrees, baby. Give it some time. Why is it so cold in here? Because it's 28 degrees outside, baby. Give it some time. My Lord, we've been home three minutes. Just, just give it some. Don't touch it. Only reason you're laughing because you married one too. Man, when everything in your world's rocky, when everything in your world's falling apart, when everything in your world's shaky, when everything in your world's grumpy and confused and stressful and, and full of anxiety and fear, my question is, what have you set your mind on? And what have you set your faith on? What have you set your confidence on? Because if you'll just set your faith in God, if you'll just set your hope in God, and if you'll just settle down and stay set on what you've set on, give it some time because everything in your life is going to come into alignment with what you've set your ways with God on. But you've got to hang in there long enough to let some things come into alignment with what you're playing. That's why you can't stop praying. That's why you can't stop believing. That's why you can't stop hoping. That's why you can't stop trusting. 
get set and stay set on the promises of God. Set your affections on the things above and not things on the earth. Come on, somebody. Get your mind clear and get set that with God all things are possible. And I'm settling the fact that it's going to come to pass in my life. Somebody say, get set. And stay settled on the promises of the Lord. It's going to get windy outside. It's going to come raining outside. It's going to get cold. It's going to get hot. It's going to come all type of seasons. But we don't live by the seasons. We get set and we believe God through hell and high water that all things are going to work out for my good. Clap your hands to the Lord this morning. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah, tell the godly that all shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. Get set, get set, get set. Colossians chapter three in the Amplified Version, verse number two of the Amplified Version, Colossians three says, set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. For as far as this world is concerned, you've died and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Get set on higher things. Mm, Get yourself set on higher things. If our worship team will come help me, if our prayer partners will come quickly. I just feel like somebody's about to have a breakthrough in their life this morning. Prayer partners, come quickly this morning. Be on the move. Praise God. God desires you to know him in a deeper way. Everybody say a deeper way. God desires you to know him in a deeper way. Have y'all ever wondered what Hebrews meant when the book of Hebrews said, When we come to God, we must believe that he is. But Renita, the scriptures don't go further and tell me what he is. It just says I must come to God and believe that he he is. And it's almost as though, Brother Ford, that the word of the Lord is trying to tell me as a believer, he is whatever you need him to be. He is. It's almost like Old, Old Testament reference. It's almost like Old Testament reference when, 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 when my brother was at the burning bush and says, I am that I am. Well, you are what? I am. I am what? You, you, I am. Well, when you come to God, you must believe that he is. He is what? He is. But what is he? He is. What does that mean? He is whatever you need him to be. Now, first and foremost, we can know him as a savior to save your life from an eternal damnation of hell. You can know him as your salvation. By God's wonderful grace and the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, you can know him as your savior. But there's so much more to the Lord than just saving you. God wants to come along your side as we just heard preached last week on Pentecost Sunday. He wants to be the parakletos. He wants to come along your side by the help of the Holy Ghost. He wants to come along your side and be whatever it is you need him to be. 
I've just come by on this Sunday morning, closing out this month of May, just to remind somebody, if you'll just readjust yourself and get set on what you need to get set on. I know you've been living with some doubt lately. I know you've been living with some criticism lately. You've become cynical. You've become stressed. You've become worried. You've become full of fear and anxiety. But if you'll just come to the Lord and and realign your, your thoughts and realign your trust and hope and set yourself on something higher than what this world knows, you can know Him at the level of whatever it is you need. Now let's go back to our story about the child that was healed. Jesus never got interrupted. Jesus never was running late. Jesus never got sidetracked. Jesus was doing what he was called to do. He was meeting needs. There's not one need greater than the other. There's not one need less than the other. Jesus has come by to touch your life in a way that will change your life forever. And he wants you to know him as a healer, a deliverer, a way maker, a restorer. He wants you to know him as, as that that would lift your countenance. He wants to change your, your, your feelings. He wants to change your emotions. He wants to set your mind right, your heart right. You can know him however it is you need him. Stand all over this house this morning. If you have a need in your life, quickly take a step out. I want you to come quickly and partner up with somebody this morning. If you have a need in your life, you need to be healed. You need to be set free. If you need just a touch from heaven, God's going to do a work in your life. These prayer partners are here to just pray with you and agree with you. That's what we're doing today. We're going to set. Everybody say set. We're going to set ourselves on something higher. I know what the world wants you to do. The world wants you to throw it down and leave and quit and bail out. The world wants you to be a loser and a quitter. The world wants you to just toss in the towel and say, it's too much, I can't take it. But don't set your things on things on this earth. Set your affections on things above. Let God do a miracle in your life today. As we sing and as we worship, come quickly this morning and find someone to partner in prayer with. Let's worship.